a Father's Day. As the annual celebrations in American culture roll around week after week and month after month, the new and improved versions of this day from last year does too. For some in the world, the revolving door of holidays has to be a bit like producing the next newspaper edition, the daily news on TV, or maybe even a random podcast. What else can be said that hasn't been said before? And how can I say it so that this newsflash gets the most attention and the most flair and the most shares? Father's Day is a pretty cool thing, and that is true in both science and in experience. Whether you liked him or not is not what makes Father's Day cool. It's what he gives that lives. Now that's cool. Like other days that give honor and celebration to people and events of significance, this one gives rise and attention to dear old dad. A patriarchal phenomenon, no doubt. Yet everything that is male and male referencing surely cannot be attributable to the patriarchs. Agendas do that, of which this podcast is not. Well, there is an agenda of sorts here. That would be to take a bias and give it some randomness, such that its power to influence is a bit lessened at least, and derailed for a short time at the best, where something like a bit of a critical view could be more considered. Regardless of the topics, this one just happens to be a Father's Day. Dear old dad is not always dear and old, to be clear. Many dads have long been gone, gone in life and in death, such that their absence is known. Many dads have not been so dear either, those ones who might be known as the aggressive or battering types, that is. Whatever it is that Father's Day evokes in you, it is the impact of the holiday itself that gives rise and attention to remembrance. Maybe a talk about what dad contributes or contributed would be helpful. From that which could be coined callously as nothing more than a sperm donor to those so injuriously inclined, there may be a bit more to accept as a gift. And for those who enjoyed the beneficence of presence, support, generosity, and role modeling by some definition, there is an easier recall to tap. From a more scientific view of Father, the creationistic perspective of his role duly noted and more favorable contributions of friend and mentor checked off too, love is that which all dads contribute both in their donations, if you must surmise it as only that, and in their tasks where they were present or absent. How so? A bit of scientific inquiry and curiosity might help here. In the Human Genome Project, It was around 2009, I believe, when the folks from NPR announced a journal of some version writing of the discovery of the trust and care hormone called oxytocin. I should note here that even the very mention of the word oxytocin can get a post taken down by one of the largest known search engines in the U.S. It's something to do with the idea that oxytocin is a drug or a pharmaceutical and therefore some posting guideline violation. You can scan my blogger and my Instagram and Facebook to find out which one that was. If I recall correctly here, though, it was similar to this post in that it was about Mother's Day some two years ago. Anyway, so as not to mention the word too much, oxytocin is my distilled summary of things called the biological equivalence of love. So what does Father's Day have to do with oxytocin? Well, love, 
first of all. Okay, whether dear old dad was a donor only or a more generous guy, present or absent or some variation in between, his contribution to that which makes you what you are and all humans what we are is evident in trust and care at the very primitive biological and seminal level. You see, people experience the feeling of trust and care as they go about doing that which they love. Petting an animal, being hugged or giving hugs, holding a baby, having a phone call with a friend. And in the life cycle, from all the steps that most commonly manifest in the making of babies up to and including giving birth, where more than one gender will be needed for the merging of them that is for baby's sake anyway, oxytocin is all around. The thing is that the variations of the trust and care hormone, aka what I'm calling the biological equivalence of love, can be traced to the differences in the genders, from him and his greatest peak of oxytocin, that occurs right around orgasm. Yes, dopamine too, but that's not about love and trust and care, it's about motivation. For her, the greatest peak in oxytocin, that which will outdo that of dad, by the way, it will be childbirth. Sure, her oxytocin works during orgasm as well, and it's not only a climactic encounter to create it, as already mentioned, petting the dog, holding someone. This does too. It's all as if to say that whatever dad is or was to you, in his presence and even in his absence, your connection can be viewed through the lens of trust and care at a primitive and hormonal level. He doesn't matter, you say. Well, if that is true, the emotional reaction to today, such as Father's Day, would not necessarily occur. Besides, even the non-biological child of adoptive parents have some curiosity about their mom and their dad. It's possible that this curiosity is not only egged on by a culture of annual celebrations, but by the very moment in which whatever creation is called occurs. See, children of whom I have worked with thousands and thousands, to be clear, and families, yeah, I've worked with a lot of them too, attempt to make sense of their biological roots and their biological connections and characteristics and similarities with those in whom they live and are raised. When these cannot be found, before abnormal is grabbed onto as what must be wrong, consider whether or not your biology is at play. Now on to the more normal view of Father's Day, a little bit of less science and a little bit more emotion. As a dad of three myself who recently enjoyed two Dad's Day treats, one with my oldest daughter and the other with the mother of our children, I have a bit of a sentimental streak too. Besides, my own father is a person who's taught me a thing or two as well. So, thank you, Dad, for showing me that perfection is impossible, even if it is worth striving for. Thank you for showing me that hard work is the way to go about getting things done, often better and often less expensive than that which you might otherwise employ. Thank you, too, for teaching me to ask questions of others who have more knowledge, such that I can know what they know, too. Thank you for teaching me and showing me that being silent at times is the best thing to say about those you love anyway, if I have nothing good to say for sure. Thank you for showing me that silence is not void or stoic or unloving, but that it is patience in things, even if it is an action wrongly judged. Thank you for showing me that when you have talked to me about things, it was not always to teach me something as I might have assumed, 
but instead that it was something about you that you wanted me to know and hear. Thank you for making those trips from home to Grandma's house in another city when I was a boy, where I learned of another era, another time, and of a people group not so common anymore. Thank you for taking me to church on Sundays, for teaching me to say please and thank you, and for teaching me that a firm handshake is better received than a limp one. Thanks for the camping trips, the fire building, and even as I couldn't shoot them myself, thank you for taking me and teaching me to hunt rabbits, turkey, and deer. Thank you for showing me how to stand up for something, to speak about things that maybe are not just so, just so that others might hear that what they do harms even if it is not their intent. Thank you for showing me in some ways what not to do as a dad and most definitely for showing me what to do as a dad. Thank you for the father-son getaway where we walked on the beach and the goodbyes at the end led to a father and son's tears. Thank you for being near when my sister and your other baby passed away and for teaching me and my brother to get along a little bit better and for finding value in fun things like boats, cars, tractors, and the boy toys that often are so callously judged. Thank you for taking my call at one of the lowest points in my life and telling me that the view I had of failing could be changed and maybe it could be seen as another chance instead. And thank you for the greeting cards and the necklace when my way of being and living took a turn that I'll call radically to the left. Thank you for knowing, maybe years and years ago, that such a change could happen. And for these words, most of all, etched on the back of a necklace that I often still wear. And I quote, wherever life takes you, you will always be my son, end quote. And thank you for showing up and being my dad in all the ways you did so and still do. As age and time begin to show, I think of you more and more for that which you have bestowed, both in your presence and in your absence, that of the past and of the future and the present. Father's Day, you give something to me every day, and it is trust and care that I choose to regard as the greatest gift of them all. It's another's day, a Father's Day, and it has been a good one. And for today, this is my voice.